0: Hello. Hello, Lex. Oh, that was a long one.
1: Yep. Yep, yep, yep. How are you doing?
0: I am good. How are you? How I'm are good. You? Why am I Why am I so high-pitched?
1: I don't know. You were matching, you were matching my energy, and it just kind of got out of control. It's all right. It's all right. We, we, we
0: made this bigger than it needs to be.
1: What no. is the deal with <laughs> being so high-pitched on the Skype call? I don't understand. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: You, that's that's actually good to start our show off with. Oh shit! Hold oh. on. Uh,
1: what? the fuck? Oh. What just happened? Drama. Drama.
0: Microphone happened. stand issue. Hold on. Holding on. This micro- microphone stand came loose and it just like popped up. Luckily, I was holding
1: it. Man. So much drama. All
0: right, we good now. That's good. Uh, yeah. No, it's okay. Uh. So, talking about 90s, I mean, shit, we can kick off our, our pod with that rumor you sent me earlier.
1: Holy shit. So, yeah, you know.
0: Welcome, welcome to the show, everyone. Welcome How to the doing?
1: show. Hopefully Y'all everybody's dry man? and, you know, as sober as they want to be right now. Yeah.
0: I am, <laughs> I am sadly very sober. <laughs>
1: That's all right. Sometimes you got to be sober to appreciate the not-so-sober times.
0: I am actually eight months sober.
1: That's good. That's cool.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, no, uh, cool. no alcohol. Right. So occasionally, some, some. Maybe it's called a California sober. California sober.
1: And <laughs> 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 that's ironic because California, famously known for their vineyards, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll go yeah, with it. We'll yeah, go yeah, with yeah. California sober.
0: Ah, you know they they're they're becoming
1: more of a weed state now. But maybe we should call it Colorado sober. Colorado sober. <laughs> I'm digging it. I like it. It's a thing now.
0: But yeah, no, I so uh, yeah, I am unfortunately sober.
1: Yeah.
0: But yes, as sober as one can be. Hopefully, everyone's doing well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we do have possibly some news.
1: Yeah, we're, we're real skeptical about this. We spoke about this before yes. the show a little bit. Um, from the makers of, uh, lo and Ben Affleck getting back together, uh, in, in a throwback relationship. Uh, rumor has it now that, uh, one <laughs> David Schwimmer and Jennifer Aniston, famously known as Ross and Rachel from Friends, may be having an off-screen relationship after all this time. Now, for those who watched the Friends reunion, I didn't, but I saw the the recap on Entertainment Tonight because uh, yeah. it was on while we were cooking. Um, <laughs> apparently, uh, David Swimmer had a thing for Jennifer Aniston back in the day, and uh, they both
0: did. They like they were super into each other.
1: Yeah,
0: and it was kind of a like they both knew and they and they thought about, but like they just didn't. They never crossed that line. And like it was a thing in season one, and then I think they kind of partnered off with other people after that.
1: Yeah, I mean respect because you know on a show where you're supposed to be making goo goo eyes and occasionally make out with uh, somebody that you had feelings for yeah. once upon a time, understandably it would be very easy for those uh, feelings to rekindle. But no, they they kept it pretty square, or at least they would lead us to believe.
0: I don't know how actors do it. If someone in a coffee shop gives me just a little bit of a pause, look of longing, I'm half in love with them. Like, <laughs> I, I'm like, how do you just like make out with people? I'm too emotional, I'm too emotionally <laughs> attached.
1: Yeah, I've, uh, I've I've been told that um, I, I have absolutely no potential for any romance scenes on any acting I may be doing uh, in the future. Uh so that's that's where I stand on that.
0: Wait, yeah. <laughs> wait, you can't just drop that yeah. <laughs> i mean i I think that's a solid rule. You know what? Maybe what you can do is if if you were to have this happen, you can pull a Kurt Cameron.
1: oh, and do you know this story? Kurt Cameron like end up marrying my sister what Didn't he marry yeah. the girl that played his sister oh. on growing pains?
0: Oh wait, I don't know about that. Okay. No, uh, <laughs> no. Kirk Cameron is like obviously we all know a diehard Christian and an asshole. Right, right. Um, he will not kiss anyone other than his wife. Ah. So, so how do they deal with this? Because he is an actor, they have his wife come to set and then they put a wig on her. Oh, that's dope. They put a wig on her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, that's very like complicated, but it's it's good you know hey
0: if that's what they feel comfortable with yeah yeah,
1: yeah. i cares? mean it's it's a lot of it's a lot of work and i mean you know the the vast majority of hollywood obviously doesn't have a problem with it so yeah it's interesting that they well, and the other half too is is, is Kurt cameron so it's not like it comes up very often that he's gonna have a romance scene uh in whatever he's doing anyway true very true
0: <laughs> i i it was like a I think it was a romance movie but it was like a Christian movie. I don't know, I remember reading about this a really long time ago and finding it absolutely hilarious. And I like to make fun of Kurt Cameron because I mean he he's he's one of the covid denier guys at least last time I checked. He had like a big gathering before we even had vaccines. Um I th- if I'm not mistaken, he's anti-gay. Now Candace Cameron Brew or whatever, his his younger sister, she seems to be very Christian but not problematic. Like the the girl from Full House?
1: Yeah, yeah. She,
0: um, at least she's not as outspoken
1: name? about it. Candace Cameron.
0: Candace Cameron. Yeah. yeah, I think she's like actually probably pretty cool. I don't know. I feel like if I met her, I would be like, oh, yeah, she's nice. Like I wouldn't have a problem with her. I think if I met Kurt Cameron, I would be like, I never want to be in the same room with that motherfucker again.
1: <laughs>
0: he gives that vibe to me.
1: Right, right, okay. I I had to look it up. I I was mistaken. He married um his girlfriend, uh, apparently an actress named uh, Chelsea Noble. Uh, so she was his girlfriend on the show, and they ended <laughs> up getting he married. It. His girlfriend. That's good. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's usually good, you know. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah. That, that's fine. Oh, that good. works. That totally works. So he's got a long history of kissing his wife on, on TV shows, which is great. You know, that's actually yeah, kind yeah. of endearing. I, I, I don't like saying nice things about him, but that's actually pretty endearing. That's good. That's good.
0: Yeah, I, I'm i with you. It's hard to say nice things about him, But, yeah, I, I don't disagree with that rule. Like, if you guys establish that rule, I think it's reasonable.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, that's that. Um but yeah, uh David Swimmer and Jennifer Aniston like that would be possibly, yeah. Man. <laughs> Who would have um, thought? did they give
0: any other de- there's no pictures or anything, right? Cuz the tweet you sent me
1: was No, it just, just says dead. it's Yeah, it's just people are are saying that that's going on. Apparently, according to popculture.com, uh, I'm reading here. says after the reunion, it became clear that reminiscing over the past has stirred up feelings for both of them. And that chemistry they'd always had to bury was still there. They began texting immediately after filming. And just last month, David flew from his home in New York to see Jen in LA. A source close to the couple told closer which I guess is a magazine, they've been spending time at Jen's home where she's cooked dinners in the evenings and have enjoyed quality time together, chatting and laughing. All right. That seems very specific to something that, you know, unless there's this is there, what I'm saying,
0: but yeah. I, don't, I just I I'm not buying it. But <laughs> if I remember correctly, I wasn't buying the the. Ben and Jen, the Benefer rumors when they first started. I was like, I remember, I think I remember you messaging me about it first in the same way that this happened because you're usually more plugged into Twitter. I go on there to like grab things occasionally, but yeah, I, I wasn't buying that at first. So this could happen. They seemed like. If you go back and watch some of that friends, like maybe you can find clips or something. They seemed to like they were really, really in love with each other and yeah. really respected each other.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: And like, that's why it didn't happen.
1: Well, there you go. So we'll keep an eye on that and we'll let you guys know what we find out with this. You and know,
0: if, if you guys see anything about it, send it to us at Lex and Matt.
1: Yeah. If any of you know David Schwimmer or Jennifer Aniston personally, you know, just just ask them. And then let us know.
0: Fucking, well, I want them on the show. That's <laughs> not an...
1: <laughs> yeah, you get an invite on the show if you're close I personal thought, friends. I
0: this I actually, this is, a, this is a tangent, but I thought I was going to be able to meet her once. Really? Yeah, yeah. There was a situation with a work thing that I was doing where they were, it, it, it was a whole, anyway, but I, I was like, oh my God, I really, really want to meet, like, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of friends. Like, I wouldn't say I'm, as die hard as some people or and, and kind of like my my rewatches and stuff have grown lesser over the years like it's just it, it's like aged on me i've seen it so many times but yeah that was like a that that was a, a possibility of a thing mm, okay. there was another there was another very famous person um that was also a possibility, but I literally cannot say that one on mic. I, ah. I can tell you off mic. Sorry, guys.
1: I'm looking forward to the post show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Schwimmer, he's like usually around Chicago. He's a, a big time Chicago guy, even oh, though cool. he's from New York. Yeah, I mean, he's, he just, he, uh, he acted a lot here. From what I understand, like during his, um, you know, his stage theater. play, he has theater runs and all that stuff. So yeah, he's, he's around a lot in Chicago. I just, I've never, obviously, uh, I don't travel in the same circles as he does. So <laughs> I haven't bumped into him yet. So, you know, we're still young though. You never know.
0: I mean, yeah, isn't like John Cusack the same way of like people usually see him?
1: Yeah. Yeah. He, he definitely Have you seen is. Them? Well, I kind of cheated in that regard because he came to C2E2 one year as like the guest oh, yeah. of honor.
0: That was me. I oh. was with you. Oh, yeah. That's right. You were there. <laughs> you was totally babying there. the whole time and stuff. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. So that's why, yeah, it was so weird. It's just like, all right, he just drove here from like down the street and got paid and went back home. And that's dope. Good for him. You can, if you can pull that off, by all means, please do. You know, that's the dream. You just <laughs> – you work in the city you live in and then you just go about your business. You know where everything is. You don't have to worry think, about commuting too too tough.
0: Yeah, know? I do get jealous of that. I don't really want to – at least lot in long term. I don't really want to live in like a really big city. Yeah. Personally, I don't think. But I, I do – like when my, my cousin lives in New York or you guys talk about like where you can just go downstairs and go a block down and there's a thing. Like mm-hmm. especially in New York, I, I'm, I know – there there are more commuters and drivers and stuff in Chicago, correct? Like
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's it's really I'd say it's probably a good like even mix like people, you know, taking yes. public transportation and people driving. It's it's all about the headache that you want to deal with on a certain day.
0: Yeah. That <laughs> I'm sorry. I have allergies really bad. It's hey. not like a I'm I'm not sick. I just have I've been sick from allergies. The pollen's kicking up here, and we the rain knocked it out and everything. It's better, but if you hear me, that's why.
1: Gotcha.
0: Uh, but yeah, I I've heard that as well about Chicago, how it's like based on its size and how it's kind of spread out, and just the city is like better for that.
1: Oh yeah. Uh I think Baltimore's pretty similar in that way. I'd agree. Yeah, I've been to Baltimore a yeah. few times. It's it's pretty much the same vibe, except more yeah. much many more trees, obviously. But yeah. <laughs> pretty much the same yes. vibe.
0: That is that is true. We do have <laughs> trees in Baltimore.
1: In, in Baltimore. Yeah. It, it's not only the tree, it's not only the volume of the trees, it's like the size of them. Like Anytime uh, because I, I've got an aunt and uncle who live in Baltimore, oh. so we visit them on Christmas some years and like Oh cool. You go past those trees and it's just like the forest is leaning into you no matter where you're at. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. That's interesting. I've never I know exactly what you're talking about when you, the way you describe it, but I've never been like thought of it that way because mm. I've always grown up around it in some one way or another. But like yeah, but you've always lived in Chicago, so that mm-hmm. makes sense. Have you ever, and I know we're going to get in other stories and stuff, but have you ever been to like see redwood trees?
1: Or mm, anything like that? Yeah, actually. Yes, yes, yes. So we went to it's uh It's like California. incredible. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like a whole different planet almost. And it's yeah. it's so cool. I love them.
0: <laughs> That's what I was going to say, if you haven't done that, like next time you go on a trip that's a must. I, I think especially if you go to like San Francisco, you drive like forty five minutes and you can go to Mirror Woods and like go see the the Redwoods and everything. I'm like, you have to do it. That's Everyone exactly
1: what happened? It's a, it's That's a, what
0: I did too. Yeah. It's a weird
1: story, <laughs> and it's it's another like you know uh seven de- seven degrees of separation sort of thing. Six degrees. What am I saying? Six degrees with of separation. Kevin Bacon. With Kevin Bacon. Um, Is he involved in this story? Not at all. Uh, we Dolores. Um, Dolores. Jesus Christ. D. Um. Dolores. <laughs> Dolores. She uh she used to uh, work with this company, and her boss was like the coolest guy in the world. And so when he found out we were going to San Francisco, he's like, Oh, you got to see my buddy. You know, um, like, okay, that's just some random thing. But the, the, the hook about the buddy was that he's cousins with Pat Benatar. And. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And like, you know, we're like, okay, we're not like huge Pat Benatar fans. So that's really not a value add for us, but you know, it's a friend of a friend and he knows his way around. So we'll, we'll go check this out. And sure enough, like, you know, we're hanging out with a really cool guy and the Pat Benatar thing came up and we had to kind of act like we were, you know, feigning, uh, holding back questions just because <laughs> it seemed like he really was into, uh, you know, fielding them. Like, I know, I know. You guys probably want to ask me about my cousin. Like, oh.
0: Oh, my God. His yes. existence is so sad to me. <laughs> that that bums me out so
1: much. Oh, the, man. Like-
0: I- <laughs> Do you guys want to know about my cousin,
1: Pat? <laughs> I'm like, okay. But, I mean, he was the coolest guy. Like, He humored me because we went to a comic shop, and I knew he really wasn't into it. But we had just come from a record shop, and he was, like, you know, really into that. And so he wanted to return that energy. So, I mean, I don't I don't want to say anything bad about the dude, but, man, yeah, he was kind of all about his cousin. <laughs> <laughs>
0: When he went in the record shop, yeah, did, did he bring it up?
1: No, surprisingly, he held what? back because that That's would be like too on the odd... place to do it. Right, right. Or go just like tap the clerk on the shoulder, like, "Hey, could you put on some Pat Pat Benatar before we go? I just want to, I want them to hear this one track and just talk about." It. No, no, okay. Maybe he asked maybe he asked that we just didn't know or something like it was one of those you've you've done this before i'm sure where you're just on trips so you're you're like taking a day trip with somebody and it's kind of like a an obligation but it's not like a big deal it's like you're really just trying to pass the time or whatever and so you may buy an album that you really don't want you may like you know eat a meal that you really had no interest in but you're doing it just because you want to have an experience you know This was definitely one of those times. It's like a day out of our vacation.
0: I mean, and the story alone, like, I just, you you can't beat that. Sometimes you're like, this is weird. And I don't know how I feel about this right now, but later. Right. Late, like. (laughs)
1: You just got to process it. Like.
0: (laughs) Have I told the story about how I went. I, I. Okay. I'm trying to say this diplomatically. I don't want to name the band. Right, right. Let me just say that. Because it was like a very, like, beloved band by people that I care about. Like, they are really into this band. And I went because they were like, you have to go. And do you know, like, what Guar is? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How it's like a thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And like it's, it's weird. (laughs) Like, and and things are thrown and all of that. Like, that was kind of the vibe. And my little like, as as I think even Ryan described as wallflower ass. Like, he was like, your little wallflower ass was just like in the back. Like, nope, I'm not comfortable with this. And like, he like spit, like. Drinks or whatever out to the crowd, and and I was like, I got hit, and I'm I'm such a hypochondriac naturally. uh I mean, now everyone listening to that's like, oh my god, because of COVID. But like before COVID, (laughs) I was like, no, 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 and it and it I I had a bad night, but it it was a funny story, and I was I was kind of glad I did it after. In the years that have passed, yes,
1: yeah, yeah. Like I don't want to shit on anybody's favorite, obviously, but bands like War. The insane clown posse, Kiss, even like Weird Al to an extent. Like there's a there's a certain level of energy that you have to bring with you to the show to really get the most out of it. And if you're with somebody who's willing to like you know shepherd you into that experience, that's and, a great... and they
0: did, they did. Okay. I'm not there's there is no. Uh, I want to be clear. Yeah, it was all me. It was just how I. And I will say, you know, that was me at like just 21. Okay. Maybe 22. Huge difference between that Lex and this current Lex. (laughs) Like I am much more confident. I'm much more, um, you know, like I don't like this. I'm out or, you know, like I'm, or I'm going to go in there. Like, like now 29 year old Lex would have just gone inside at the bar. And just like hung out there. Like I wouldn't have stayed in the crowd. I would have been like, this isn't, this isn't my thing. Yeah. It's just, you know, I, it was, I
1: don't know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But what I'm saying is like, okay. So you as the, the patron, you as the, the newbie, you know, of course you're going to have this eye opening experience, you know, for better or worse, but as, yes. the, as the shepherd, they should also take into account that <laughs> this very much may not be your cup of tea. And if you're going inside unseen, there shouldn't really be any hard feelings about that, you know?
0: I agree. I think that, once again, how do I say it politely? I think that some people think about the shepherding a little bit more than others.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, like you and I would, would definitely be in that sense of like, and sometimes to a fault, like, making sure everyone's comfortable, making sure everything's okay. Yeah. To the point where we might not even be able to enjoy, fully enjoy the experience ourselves.
1: Oh, 100%. You right. are exactly right. Yes.
0: Right. But, like, there are tons of people who that has never been a thing for them in their entire lives. And we envy them. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you do. Because you're like, God damn. But, yeah. Uh, it's it's just the. I don't know. I don't know how <laughs> we got on this subject. Anyway, I'm right. very tangenty tonight, that is, folks. I okay. apologize in advance. <laughs> I I did watch Black Widow earlier, though, after I
1: said for how many weeks now? Three, four weeks? That I, would. <laughs> I did
0: it. I did it, guys.
1: Awesome. You met Damon uh Black Widow for as long as you could, but here and, we are. And,
0: and I watched Suicide Squad.
1: Holy shit. Okay. I,
0: I watched both of the movies.
1: Wow. First things first, what did you think of Black Widow?
0: I fucking loved it. Okay. I liked I I, I enjoyed it way more than I thought I would. I want to like I will definitely watch that again in the future. I in particular I want more of Florence Pugh's character. Mm-hmm. Like she's the best. She is uh, I 100% think she is the best part of that movie.
1: It is you first of all, yes. I totally agree with you. Um second runner up uh, Rachel Wise, you know, she was great on there too. Yeah, but she came yeah. a little bit later in the film, so <laughs> she didn't get a I chance. think
0: that that opening sequence is one of the best Marvel has done.
1: Yeah, it was fantastic. Everything.
0: It it reminded me of that show, The Americans.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. The tension of it was really great. Yeah, and the Ducktales inclusion. I mean, come on, you can't. <sighs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, I I genuine, I liked it now. Granted, I went in with low expectations because I felt like everyone didn't like this movie.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: So I don't know how much that skewed it—like me yeah. thinking it would be bad. But I'm like, what the f- like? I'd rather watch this than. Oh, I'm not gonna name names. <laughs> <laughs> <But> yeah, I <laughs> I'll
1: have name some names. names. I liked it better than Thor two. I liked it better than the first Captain America. Um, yeah, I mean, really, like, my, my biggest complaint about that film is that it didn't come out sooner. That's the only thing, you know,
0: I will not disagree with that.
1: The only I understand that the post credit scene couldn't have happened if that had come out during like phase two or three. But that's fine. Because something else they should have have made two
0: of these fucking movies.
1: Exactly.
0: The, this should, this, this cast of characters should be together for another film. Yes. She should have had at least two movies, if not three. It's unfortunate. What the fuck did we get? I never mind.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, the finality. Yeah. No, I'll i say that too. We got three Iron Man films. One of which was definitely not a great movie. The other one and was.
0: Then, yeah. I was going to say the other one was okay. Yeah. The other one was and okay. And the first one was great.
1: Yeah. <laughs> We got a weird um Mickey Rourke in that second one. Yeah, we did. I mean, my they personal put Mickey
0: Rourke in the MCU. My personal <laughs> We don't talk about
1: that enough. No, we do. not <laughs> But my personal <laughs> favorite thing about Iron Man 2, and at one point the only thing of any value of that film to me, well, two things. Uh the introduction of Don Cito, That's the, that's the first thing. Yes. Secondly, the uh, Black Widow. Sam Rockwell's uh dance uh, routine when he was at uh, Stark convention. Like yes. that was fucking Anytime
0: great. Sam Rockwell dances, shit. It's a treat. He throws down. He got Him a good- dancing <laughs> in fucking Charlie's Angels, guys, not to not to be on my like Charlie's Angels thing. You guys know I'm fucking weird about two thousand Charlie's Angels, but like that him dancing in that movie was amazing it really because was. it was not only perfectly done, but it was like a huge po- turning point in the movie. So good.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but also Black Widow, that was her first appearance. That's I right. Know.
1: I forget about that all the time. I feel like she was in the first one, but no, no, she was not because they weren't even thinking no. about that in the first one.
0: She was like the assistant, right?
1: That's right. Yeah. 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 She was Undercover.
0: <laughs> Which I had no idea who Black Widow was.
1: Yeah, was I mean Black at that point I didn't care enough to really go, oh, that's Black Widow, or she's going to be important later. I was just like, all right, Scarlett Johansson, I I know her from these other films.
0: And then she did the the like the fall. And and the way Florence Pugh was like that is just weird. The yes. way that you you do that pose was so <laughs> funny. And then she did it the one time, and she was like, "Oh no, gross! Like <laughs> I can't do it."
1: Yeah, no, like Florence Pugh in that film felt like a toned down version of Villanelle from Killing Eve, which I think. Oh
0: yeah, was a great that explains movie. my attraction. That is. Borderline questionable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) But it was good. It was good. Also, what's weird about the Iron Man films, it's like, John Favreau directed the first one, he directed the second one, and then he got blackballed uh, from Hollywood for a while. Shane Black? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Directed
1: the third one. Exactly. So, but he was still in it, and he's been in subsequent Marvel films since then. So, like, it's all water under the bridge. That's
0: because. He's under contract. <laughs> They'll do whatever they want with him. Iron Man Two was not well received.
1: Nope.
0: You do not get another chance to direct for some fucking reason.
1: And that's just and it. And he
0: goes, goes makes the Mandalorian. So
1: yeah, I mean there was a lot less pressure uh, to to well no I can't even fucking say that because Star Wars fans are fucking intense but um yeah no he got in.
0: <laughs> There's he, no such thing as no pressure no, in Star Wars. No
1: he he did a smart thing. Uh, with the Star Wars uh, project and he got some other directors in there and Dave Filoni, who is just like the geekiest geek for Star Wars lore. So there was no yeah. way he could lose. Um, but with this, you know, it's it's great because there were so many things that he had to juggle for Iron Man, Two, as far as fitting it into the vast tapestry of the MCU. And at that point, that was still a new uh endeavor for anybody working on these films and so yeah he's not gonna hit it out of the park the first time because no one was doing this no one else you know he's like i made a decent movie with iron man one now i have to make that i have to follow that up and put all this extra seasoning in there and work with this character who's been recast you know (laughs)
0: Yeah, and and they did a good job with the first film, but like they really were riding this also this coattails of a very charismatic person taking on this part and it being his comeback like that. You know, we forget that Robert Downey Jr. was like, you know, really down and out at that time. Oh, yeah. Before he got Iron Man. Mm -hmm. You know, he was he was like because he had had his his battles with addiction and he had gotten better. Um, but that doesn't mean that you get back into the, the Hollywood system. You know, he had to earn his way back.
1: Right, right. He's one of the one of the rare success stories that have fallen to that level and yeah. come back in such a, a, a powerful way where you're you're rooting for him, you know?
0: Absolutely. And there have been like comeback stories, but like he's also been so healthy, which is amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, like yeah. that's yeah. another that's another benefit of like when you talk about success story, it's not just success within his career. Like he had a whole family, mm-hmm. you know, in that time, and then he brought them on set. He still does that. Like that's one of their rules, I guess, as a family. That's great. When that's I read really Matthew good. McConaughey's book, he said the same thing. That was his wife's rule.
1: Hmm.
0: Okay. We're all we're going together. We're we're always going together, and he was like, "Sounds good. Perfect." <laughs>
1: That's really cool. I like I
0: yeah, you don't want you don't want your spouse away for three months. No, absolutely not. Even if you know you're gonna go on the trip to make the movie and your partner's not gonna be able to help as much as usual. Mm -hmm. They're still there at least to talk to you and like
1: Yeah. Yeah tuck
0: the kids in at night, hopefully and you know, just (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's just that's too much separation. It's a better understanding, too, of how the process works, because obviously, you know, once you do a, a huge movie like that, you're going to get home and, you know, um, your spouse is going to want, rightfully so, some attention and your kids are going to be yeah. jumping all over you. And you kind of have to, like, work your way back into the daily routine of things. And you're going to be burnt out from working for three months away, like almost nonstop. And, you know, in a situation without your, uh, support group, you know, your, your direct support group anyway, your family. Um, so that's gotta be a lot of intense pressure on you. So that's cool that he does that and some other actors do that so they can kind of, uh, you know, share that experience and, and take some of the pressure off a little bit. I like that a lot. That's a good idea.
0: Yeah. I, I, I think it's the way to go if you can.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, there was someone else talking about I can't remember who it was, but they were on a podcast and they were basically saying because it was like two actors who were a couple, and it might have been the Ashton Kutcher, um, Mia thing, possibly where like they are, because like either way, it was one of these couples that like has a rule that they don't work at the same time, hmm. like. So they're they're once again never really separated and everything like that and that someone is always taking care of the children.
1: Well, that's really cool. Yeah, so they switch
0: off like so there are periods of time where like okay, just mom's working. Okay, just dad, dad is working right now and they they that is like a a boundary basically that they've crossed to kind of, and I think rules like that are the only way that you can really be like successful and healthy in such a like very unhealthy environment
1: like yeah. Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I I admire those who continue to try to figure that out. So, you know, good on them. So, yeah. we talked about Black Widow a little bit. Let's talk about Suicide Squad. Um, of course, yeah. Suicide Squad is another uh another one of the Warner Brothers films that came out day and date on HBO Max. Um, no additional charge on this one though. So, we're Yeah blessed to be able to watch that from the confines of our own homes like i would have gone yeah. to see suicide squad at the at the movies as well if it you know times were different as we discussed last week right um yeah i would have
0: too
1: i was pleased to see on thursday night that it released early on hbo max i'm like hey we got nothing going on let's check this out and i'm glad i did i really enjoyed suicide squad i'm sorry the suicide squad the suicide squad yeah,
0: yeah. i watched it friday night i enjoyed it uh, I didn't love it. Mm. Like I I wasn't um <clears throat> I wasn't as enamored with it as I have been with some of, you know, like Guardians or some of his other works. Um I thought it was confusing mm. at times. Okay. The, the the time jumping and everything. Um and then like like the accessibility. I think he made it's weird cuz he made like the space things and like everything with guardians seem more accessible
1: mm, okay but,
0: like this one felt more confusing to me
1: yeah he went a little bit overboard with, yeah, with it was some very of the things weird. yeah i don't um, know if
0: that's like a case of warner brothers brought him in and was like we are not giving you notes we just want you to do what you want to do and sometimes you need notes like yeah. sometimes you need that fight. Um, I've talked about that with like David Lynch, for example. I know some of you like the return, like the twin peaks return. I know it's a thing for some of you. <laughs> I think he should have gotten notes, whatever. It was weird. Like, but you know, I, I, so I liked it. Mm. I didn't love it. um, I thought, and and once again, we have like a one thing that stands out. The two best to me were uh, King Shark and Harley. Yes, Harley is the best.
1: I mean, what's great about this too is that we got Margot Robbie's Harley two years in a row in a film, which is something that you know we we so rarely see in these franchise uh, type film characters, you know. And these were both great outings, like. Even just looking, looking at Harley, uh, through a singular lens in this film, she had some great moments in here, and I, I thought it was a good, um, uh, kind of side story for her character. I can't even call it an evolution, mm-hmm. because, you know, based on what we saw in, uh, Birds of Prey, Um, she didn't really make any progress (laughs) as far as her personality goes. It was just like,
0: she's only going to go so far because she's still, she's still got to be Harley.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But it's almost, she, she almost felt like the, the mom of the team because, you know, she Mm -hmm. had been on the, in the first film and, uh, you know, it was kind of like old hat to her. And (laughs) there were, there were moments in the film where it felt like she had a cheat code going because she acted like she couldn't die or she just didn't care because she would respawn or something, you know? Right.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was. It, it, so yeah, I I felt, I, I felt like Suicide Squad was, the Suicide Squad was good. Yes. Um, and then she like like I said, she was great. And then King Shark, I loved. Um, <laughs> I just thought it was really well. I I think casting Stallone as King Shark was was a pretty genius move.
1: Yeah, and we got to give credit to Steve Agee <laughs> as well. Uh, for right because he did. The motion yeah. capture, yeah. So he was yeah. actually on set, uh, the entire time, uh, in the shirt, in the king shirt. And then outfit. the the
0: wolf, the wolf man guy was uh his brother, uh, James Gunn's brother. As oh, well, the weasel from Game yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. weasel, yeah.
1: <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, that was some wild shit. Like I was, I was surprised uh by a lot of the moves that the movie made. Um, yeah. If if you are a fan of full frontal male nudity. And, uh, yeah, this, this is the film for you. That happens.
0: Wait, I don't think I noticed that. <laughs> How did I not notice that? Do yeah. I, do I just like, Ken doll all men?
1: I think so, because. Is that
0: what lesbianism has done to me?
1: I, I'll tell you this, as a, as a man confident in my own manliness. Um, th- there, what I saw on that screen couldn't have been missed. So yeah, I think you just kind of like, <laughs> self-sensate that i think i did let me uh let me google this
0: <laughs> incognito mode
1: there you go open that new tab so anyway
0: how, you, how would i how would i search this
1: i don't even want to gather a <laughs> <Nudity. thought>. Su- <laughs> nudity. The, Su-
0: the suicide squad nudity <laughs> it's like it's like when you were like 12 or whatever and you're like Girls kissing,
1: gentle or whatever, and you're googling <laughs> it, and uh, like,
0: wait, what? <laughs> this is definitely a 13 year old
1: doing. This. <laughs> Boobs, <laughs> boobs.com.
0: Vers a fight scene.
1: Boobs.org. No. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the, so I the guess. first movie, David Ayer, um, I'm sure he got a lot of notes because they were they were trying harder to make that fit in the overall uh, DC uh, continuity, but this one. They just wanted to make a fun movie, you know. I felt like yeah. it was one of those, yeah, we can do no wrong here. People liked the first one enough that we can make a sequel, but they're not really coming back for any of these characters, obviously. Um, you know, it says they're right on the packets too. Any of them can die, obviously, except for Margot Robbie. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. Oh, I would riot. Oh, everybody would. I mean, she's great in that role. <laughs> she's so great.
0: I... Yeah, my favorite part was when she was like, you came to rescue me? Like, <laughs> I can go back upstairs. Like, yeah. I already got out, but I can do it. Like, uh, it was so funny. <laughs> uh, Yeah, I I don't... Yeah, someone someone even asked this question. Is there a nudity scene in Suicide Squad? Yeah, unless
1: they we, somehow... We
0: see a naked dude and topless girls, but if you go with your family... Probably wouldn't even notice it or whatever. Where you go? Oh, weasels.
1: Oh, I is didn't we- see. I didn't see him. I don't. I think- guess
0: has got his dick out in it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I missed that because I'm. What I can tell head? you for a fact. I was just looking at his bulging eyes the whole time. So if, any, I know that, if any yeah, anything else is so- popping out, I didn't notice. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I guess I just didn't notice this, and I. Why? Why did I not notice this? I guess I did. I guess I am Ken Dolling.
1: I guess that's
0: all right. Um, I'm fine with it, honestly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about this now. So apparently um, during AMC Theaters earnings call, which took place yesterday afternoon after the bell, uh, after the closing bell uh, of the stock market. I, I don't know why I'm keeping on going on. Okay, that's enough. Warner Brothers and AMC struck a (laughs) 45-day... I was like, what? Warner Brothers and AMC Theaters struck a 45-day exclusivity theatrical window deal for 2022.
0: Oh, okay. So this is going to be done then? Yep.
1: Yep, yep, yep. Well, for 45 days. For 45 days. So day and date, Um, it was fun, but apparently the experiment is going to be over soon. And... Yeah. Warner Brothers and AMC are going to be profiting uh from this situation. So um this is coming from The Hollywood Reporter. It says, in a new deal with mega cinema chain AMC Theaters, Warner Brothers has agreed to return to an exclusive 45-day theatrical window in 2022. AMC CEO Adam Aaron unveiled the PAC Monday during an earnings call. I just said that. We're especially pleased (laughs) Warner Brothers has decided to move away from day and date. I'm sure he is. We are in active dialogue with every major studio. Warner Media enraged cinema operators (laughs) when deciding to open its 2021 slate simultaneously on HBO Max and in theaters. The company had since said that the move was in response to the ongoing pandemic and not permanent. Insiders add that the AMC arrangement was agreed to in March. So,
0: You know, and the thing about this deal is how is it much different from, like, a dollar theater? After Mm. a certain number of weeks, they kind of, like, the movie dies down, and then they ship it off to, like, you can go see it even cheaper. Yeah. Like, that used to be a thing, so... Yeah, and now it's like, okay, we'll just throw it on HBO Max instead.
1: Right. I mean, it doesn't even have to be for, like, weeks at a time. You could put it up there for the weekend, you know, and just say, hey, catch it now, subscribe while you can, because it's going to go away and it won't be back until home release, you know?
0: Yeah, either so, way.
1: Yeah. I, I
0: think that's good for theaters. You know, I obviously, we all want to see theaters survive this. Um, It would have been nice to see, like, a resurgence of small theaters instead of AMC continuing their dominance. But whatever.
1: yeah, but I'm you know, what's, what's interesting though, is like this deal. Yeah. AMC is putting the bow on it, but I mean, this is good for all theaters because Warner isn't going to leave money on the table and just say like, Hey, you know, just AMC is getting this picture, you know, right. They're right. more than likely going to go. All right. It's just open season on all of these movies. Now going back to the theater first, and if that exclusivity deal falls within that 45 days, so be it. You know. Um, it it also yeah, I'm with you. it also came out that uh, according to Screenrant, they they took a look at the ongoing situation between Disney and Scarlett Johansson. Oh shit! And uh, they say this is a testament to how well HBO Max handled their theatrical releases. So. I'm sure that's in no small part to these releases being um, built into the subscription fee and not an additional $30 a pop like uh right. black widow and jungle cruise and Cruella. Right, they don't
0: feel and, and are they, you know, is HBO doing a good job of paying creators where they're like, look, we know this isn't what you expected for this film. These are weird circumstances. You know, I've heard good things about the, you know, the creative people at, at, not creative people, but like the executives at HBO largely making smart moves. We've seen them cancel some things and we're like, wait, what? But you know, like I have, and, and if you look at the content that they are putting out, you know, you can kind of see that like their original content.
1: Like I remember Um, they
0: they take risks. They, they find really good creators and give them a lot of room mm -hmm. to do things. So
1: I remember, um, Gal Gadot, was expressing frustration around the time Wonder yes. Woman 84 came out about having to promote the movie, uh seeing as how, you know, it was coming to streaming as well, Um, because she she didn't have that worked into her contract. So mm-hmm. she didn't sue, but she, you know, made it known like, hey, you know, this is this is my free time. I'm doing this out of the <laughs> kindness and of my heart. I,
0: as I said last week, they probably were smart and paid her. And then she was like, whatever. And then move forward. Right. Um right. But, you know, and if they didn't, then they'll, they might face legal consequences for that. But, like, you know, I think the big thing here was Scarlett Johansson probably went to them, was like, this is bullshit. Or her people went to them, was like, this is bullshit. You have to pay more. And Disney just was like, no. And that's why you're getting sued. You're not handling it right. Mm-hmm. And it makes you look bad PR wise.
1: I've seen. Some, uh, <laughs> some stories on some less reputable websites saying things like, Oh, Scarlett Johansson has been blacklisted from Disney going forward. First of all, I understand why, you know, uh, <laughs> a site would, would, would publish a story like that because they feel like it's a safe bet seeing as how Black Widow's dead in the MCU. So there's no reason to bring her back anymore, but yeah. you don't know that. There's no way of knowing that right now. You know, these are ongoing legal discussions and, and we're not privy to them, obviously, outside of what's published. I mean,
0: this movie was technically a prequel anyway. They could keep making prequels.
1: (laughs) That would be great. (laughs) Just keep on making prequels. Like, yeah, we know what's going to happen, but let's have, let's have some fun before that. Come on. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And there's some, there's some gaps in between, uh, you know, Black Widow and Endgame. So sure. How did she get in goes-
1: that? How did she get in that chair at the beginning of the Avengers? We don't know. We we can find out. Yeah. Yeah. How did her and, and Hulk have that weird relationship? That um. <laughs> never mind. Some or things. We are, just block
0: that out. Yeah. Some things are better
1: left left undiscovered.
0: <laughs> her and Cap made sense to me. Sure. Um, But none of the other things that they've tried.
1: That character suffered in so many different ways, but specifically on the relationship level, it's because – She's the only girl around for so long. It's like, yeah. okay, we're going to tease this with Cap in this film, but we're going to tease this with Bruce in this one. Oh, and her and Hawkeye might have a little something going on, but he's married, so we're not really going to delve into that. you know? It's- yeah, the
0: Hawkeye thing, I like that that was never really a thing. Honestly, I think that was only people thinking that because she was, you know, whatever. Joss, I mean, I blame Joss Whedon for the... Obviously, the Hulk thing. He's the one who fucked that up. What yeah, are you
1: thinking? You had me, and I blame Joss Whedon. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I fucking blame him. Fucking Joss. The, the
0: way that it was done in the Captain America film was fine. They, they should have just left it at that. They could have explored it a little bit more if they wanted to. That's yeah. it. That's the only romantic partnership she should have had in all of this. And actually, it would have made sense, too, if her and Cap were together in that time in Endgame. Like that after they disappear? Yeah. What was it? Five years or something like that? Mm Mm-hmm. And they were just working together. A relationship would have made sense in there as well. Like you're grieving together, basically.
1: Right. Yeah. But the Mark Ruffalo and her? No, that never made sense. No. (laughs) So uh, one thing I want to touch on, and we can finally move on from this. This not only touches on the Scarlett Johansson uh, Black Widow situation, but... Creators getting paid for their work on these movies as well. You know, there, it seems like we've been covering, uh, people involved in these comic movies getting the short shrift for the past, like, month. And yeah, it's true. Um, there was a story on CBR.com the day, uh, that was, uh, an interview with, uh, ta Coates, who stated that it's a, a basic, um, clause in creator contracts. That after their work is adapted into a film, that they're due $5,000. So writers, artists, you know, people that had uh, influence on stuff like that, they're due five grand. That's a drop in the bucket anyway, but it's not even, it's not even, uh, clearly stated to them. They're not always informed of this. It's just buried in the contract. Uh, and Coates added that studios should do better by comic creators. He says just because it's in a contract doesn't make it right. If I have some kind of leverage over you, I can get you to sign a contract to fuck you over. It's just legal. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yep.
0: 100%. I'm glad that he's speaking out against that.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of discussion on comic Twitter today. Um, I saw a lot of creators discussing the fact that artists don't get enough credit in general. And I mean, that's been a long-going conversation, especially, uh, taking oh. into consideration, like, Stan Lee and Jack Kirby and, How Stan Lee gets credit for all the stories uh, that came out of early Marvel and not really Jack or any of those guys. I,
0: I read an article about how much novelists get paid on average and it was a whole thing and how it's decreasing and everything like that. And it's Mm -hmm. like, you can literally like pay like two or three months rent. That's it. Damn. End of list. You work on a book for like, a year at least and then another year trying to get it like all polished and then put it out there and you get like six grand. Damn. And it was the most depressing. I, I, I legitimately just was sitting there going, why would I ever do this? Mm-hmm. Like not to the point of like, of course I do it because I love it and everything like that. But like, fuck this. Right. this sucks that I can't do that. And that's, that can be my life. Yeah. Like I, I will you know, have to have another job or whatever, like to to do that, unless you're a really big successful author.
1: And there could only be so many, you know, exactly. at a time. I mean, just yeah. by <laughs> just by. i the... not even
0: talking about like a Stephen King. Like you can you can be more mid range, like you know, um, but it, it's just like shit. This sucks,
1: mm-hmm. man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was
0: bleak. It was really bleak to to basically read like. You know, it, and the guy, the way the guy wrote the article, he it was like a fucking Substack or whatever, and he was very much like, uh, "Like, do you even really want to do this?" Like, <laughs> it was really negative. Damn. like, like are you and, so and, dumb? I, and and writer Twitter, like writers on Twitter, were just collectively like, "Okay,"
1: <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: oh, "Okay." Like, what are, okay, how do we navigate this? All right, I guess I'll keep writing, I guess. I don't know.
1: (laughs) I mean, thanks, random person, for making me feel shitty about my profession. Oh, he was an
0: an author. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's an author. But, like, I just, um, sometimes I'm like, maybe you you all, meaning like society, should lose things and be reminded, Mm -hmm. like, do you remember how bad television was during the writer's strike? Because I think some people forget.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, um, it's, uh, something else I've been seeing making the rounds lately too. It's like, all right. So you say that people should get a nine to five job. They should work in a mine. You know, they should be sweeping yes. floors. They should be getting like high level corporate positions, that sort of thing. Go a day without music go a day yeah. without reading something fictional a, a book or go watching a day without or, yeah. you know go a day without watching something on tv and then you'll see the the credit to society that artists and creators are it's not a one for one comparison it doesn't work that way these people contribute to your life to your to your frame of mind to your sanity in a lot of ways and you you just discount it because it seems frivolous but it's right. absolutely not but I mean this, nope. this is all a good point, but that's not where I was going with <laughs> with the artist and, and I'm writing sorry. Thing. <laughs> so just in particular, comic writers and artists make about the same thing. They make about the same income. However, considering the time it takes a writer to write a 22 page comic strip to how long it takes an artist to actually illustrate that, you know that's your full- time job as an artist. Whereas a writer can go off and do creator own stuff. They can grab two or three books at a time and they can just compound that income. They can keep on stacking up. But as an artist, you're stuck doing the one project and that's it. You know, I read it. So
0: consuming. Yeah. At
1: at one point it takes Alex Ross like a month to do like a single page of, of his artwork, you know? Shit. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I don't know how, but he's gotten like faster <laughs> as as yeah. he gets later in his career. Maybe because he incorporated more digital into his work or it, something? It
0: took me six months to write the first draft of my first novel. Man. Um six months to write that. And then it was about three months to edit before I sent it out to uh agents and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, it's a labor of love. It's a lot, yeah. Man. But the, the point the point is <laughs> Comic artists should be making more than comic writers because their part in the creation of a character, it's critical. And I, I don't want to get into the, I don't want to get into an argument about like, oh yeah, what the writer does is way more important because without him. No, I, you know, I,
0: I completely agree with you. In that medium, they absolutely should be compensated properly because it takes so much time. No, yeah. I'm, I'm with you.
1: And you start thinking about the Marvel method and how like back in the day it used to be. You just get a paragraph, and, and you write a story yeah. as the and, artist. And
0: everyone knows that you're not you're not like advocating for not or you or anyone else is not advocating for not paying writers mm-hmm. and not paying them well. Of course, you should pay writers, and of course, you should pay them well. You're just saying that for the amount of work put in, there should be some fair, fairer, more fair, I don't know, whatever. Yep. I'm dumb. Compens- <laughs> <laughs> compensation, yeah, yeah, compensation for uh, you know. Like, artists over writers.
1: Mm -hmm. In that sense. You know, and people will make the argument like, well, artists can go back and sell their artwork, you know, at conventions and that sort of thing. Shut the fuck up. One, maybe not, because Marvel owns those pages unless, you know, they give them back to you. They may want to keep them on file or something for some reason. And two, fuck off. Like (laughs) that.
0: Right. Yeah, and and a writer of a comic book can also go write a novel. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, okay, that can be additional income. They can go Doesn't write mean for they should TV. Be able to fucking live, you know, right? It should just be living wages for doing everything. Like I, I just don't understand this shit. Exactly. I don't understand why artists or someone working at McDonald's or someone working at like you know, a, an advertising agency, whatever, like anything, like why are they not, even the person like who is the janitor, like why are they, every single person I've listed in every position not making at least a minimum wage, like uh, not a minimum wage, a living wage, because living as we wage. know, minimum wage is not a living wage. Right, right. Why are we not taking care of people on that level? You know, I feel like there would be less resentment towards, you know, some – Maybe like the boss making this guy that, you know, went up in the ranks in the company making a little bit more money. There would still be some, of course, because there's envy and greed and all of that shit. All of those little commandments. But like, or uh, sins. Um, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> um But like, I, I just, I don't think people would be as bad. Maybe I'm naive in that sense. Like, is that naive, you think? Like, to think that people wouldn't be as bad if we had fair wages?
1: Eh, I don't know. People will always find a way to try to get over on each other. And it seems so pessimistic to say out loud. But, I mean, that's how people value their wealth, you know, is is yeah. how much more they have than someone else.
0: That's true. I I like to know that I have more than you. <laughs> that's how we maintain our relationship. <laughs>
1: I mean, I, you know, I've I've seen friendships break up because people get, really? you know, a position where they make more money than somebody else. And all of a sudden it's like, well, you know, oh. all these times I took care of you and you're not doing it back for me or, you know, just like that real petty bullshit. You know,
0: oh, man, you just be happy for people and hope that things that what you do and what you put out into the world works out for you. But like yeah. literally all you can do is just be happy for people when they do when they achieve things like that, if it comes back to you in a way, great. If they're not being a good person to you anymore, then yeah, you can just cut them out. But like, if nothing has changed except for their, you know, paycheck, which you on, which frankly is none of your fucking business anyway. Right. Like I believe in sharing it for the sense of like going after promotions, but like, I don't, I, I, you know, I'm like, other than that, you know, trying to, especially like women in companies and minorities in general, like, you know, if you're making more money doing the same position, then they need to know that so that they can negotiate their contracts. It's all bullshit. It's working people against each other. But other than that, like, it really is no one's business how much money you make.
1: That's true. Um, that's true. So I mean, that's, it,
0: that's weird to me. Like, you, you are like you're definitely a more well-off person because of your job than the position that I'm in. Like, and like, who cares? I don't care. She, who gives a shit? That's cool. I hope you get raises. I hope you keep going wherever you want to do it. Like, that's great.
1: I mean, that's, that's part of being a friend. You, you, you wish them well, you cheer them on, you know? Hey,
0: hey, thank you for being a friend. <laughs> Travel, but travel down the road, you know, and back again. <laughs> You're a pal and a confidant. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure I've brought this up on the show before, but it, it needs to be mentioned again. The Golden Girls, Animal Crossing, TikTok is just a thing of beauty. And... Yeah,
0: and you sent it to me after we had that discussion on the podcast, mm. and it was what you promised and more. <laughs> I also went. How the fuck did they make
1: this? I mean, it's so good. <laughs> <What>? Like, <laughs> how long did this take you? See, people make things in Animal Crossing like that are just so impressive. Like, somebody went back and did a shot for shot of the uh, the intro to Bojack Horseman, and I thought that was yeah. Brilliant. I saw that one. Oh yeah. my god, man!
0: I am, I am just so impressed by TikTok in general. Mm-hmm. Like, I the way people create things. With no training, I'm like that you you guys rock. Even if they're just doing it just for fun, and they only make one ever, and it goes viral, and they're like, ah, whatever. I'm not really gonna do that again. Like, that's fucking awesome. (laughs) I just followed a TikTok, and I'm sorry to do this tangent, but like, literally all this TikTok is at this point is just it's like six months of tracking these people that are meeting in a parking lot, and they're clearly having an affair. And I followed. (laughs) I followed because I'm like, I want this to get more and more popular because I want them to get caught.
1: There you go. There you go. I
0: want to get caught. Everyone in the comments is going, tag me. They're literally saying, someone tag me when they get caught.
1: I love it because
0: we're all waiting to watch these motherfuckers get smacked with karma.
1: (laughs) That is excellent, and I hope I hope karma comes through. I was impressed. this week with something i i have to share this with you because it's one of those shows that is just kind of so low on the radar that people may not even pay attention to it didn't mm-hmm. get the the most advertising even at the time where it was brand new the last og have you have you watched this show with uh tracy morgan
0: i have not watched it i know the show um i have seen some commercials for it mm-hmm uh, but I I know Tiffany Haddish was on it, is on it as well.
1: Yeah, she right? was on um, it. She left okay. after season three. Okay. Um,
0: so I yeah. know about it. I have not seen it.
1: Okay. So it started in 2018. It's on Netflix now. That's Because, you know, oh, I, okay. we're still marathoning stuff as we work and all that stuff. So yeah. we, this has been on in the background. And I'm like, okay, this is a pretty safe background show. It's going to be Tracy Morgan. It's going to be good yeah. for some laughs, whatever. Let me tell you something. Like, there is some acting on this show by not only Tracy Morgan, but Tiffany Haddish that is like Emmy winning type, you know, Emmy worthy Dude. type stuff. Tiffany Haddish is so good. And I think this is some of the best acting I've seen out of her. And it's on oh, this show. Oh, wow. And it's so unfortunate because I feel like a lot of people aren't watching this. And true, oh but my God. now that it's on Netflix. Yeah.
0: So many people are going to find it changes things. It really does.
1: It was on TBS. It was a TBS show. I think that the version that Netflix is airing is the, um, like the, the, the home release version of it because there's a lot of swearing in here.
0: TBS allows a lot of swearing.
1: Okay. Okay. They do.
0: I don't know if they're like an F-bombs, like cartoon, or not cartoon. (laughs) Comedy Central. Yeah. I don't know if they're on that level, but they, yeah.
1: Because I was surprised at some of the stuff Halo. that was being said on there. Like, there's a lot yeah. of shit. Um, yeah. Uh,
0: the new American Dad, like they like they pushed the limits a lot, and that's on
1: TBS. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I forgot about that.
0: Yeah, that's on TBS. There's a, there's another show that I'm forgetting about that they they had an original that like definitely pushed the limits a lot. Where you're like, holy shit. So the
1: main the main overview of the show: Tracy Morgan is an ex con. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets out of prison after 15 years, finds out that the girl he's in love with has moved on. And mm-hmm. you know, hilarity ensues. It sounds so great, right? But one of the best, one of the best episodes I saw had a guest star. It was, uh, oh my God, what is her name? Um, um, um Chrissy Metz from the last. Uh, this is us. Yes, I was gonna say the last. Time. Yes. Yeah, Chrissy Metz from from this is us.
0: <laughs> oh no,
1: She's a very different vibe. <laughs> very different. She plays his girlfriend while he was in prison. Who just found out that he got out? And that's all I'll say. And the I, acting. I was
0: drinking water okay. and just the thought of that got me.
1: <laughs> the acting she does in this role, again, top tier. Like if you've ever doubted how great an actress she is, this will, this will still a deal.
0: <laughs> I still want you to try This Is Us, but I understand. As as much as I love that show and I recommend it to everyone, it is like I weep every week to this show, (laughs) and that's not for everyone. Like that that really is not a thing that everyone can handle. So you know, I I get it, but she's great on that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I've heard, and I'm gonna get into it eventually because.
0: Well, you know, next year it's ending, so maybe just wait till it's done, and then you can just watch the whole thing. I mean, there's
1: gonna be spoilers.
0: When it ends, because it's so such a massive hit of a show, but you know
1: you can kind of oh, wait if yeah. if you want and watch it all. I mean Sterling K Brown is great in everything he does too, so I gotta I gotta see. Oh how my that god, goes. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. He can get on your fucking nerves on that show though. It's really good <laughs> writing, really good writing, and really well acted. Yeah, they can get annoying. Like they can get. Parenthood was the same way. Did
1: you ever watch Parenthood? Uh yeah, I watched it a couple times.
0: Yeah, so, like, you know how Adam and Christina on that show, Peter Krause, and, like, from Six Feet Under, like, his family can be really annoying on that show? hmm Yeah. So, like, it's kind of like that, where you're like, oh, this is, like, a realistic annoying, you know? That,
1: that makes sort of sense. Yeah. Okay. So, I just had to let you know about that so it gets on your radar. It's really good.
0: I, I... I'm very interested now, especially with it's accessible because you know it being on TBS. Like, where? How do you watch it?
1: Right. You know. Right. <laughs> you just don't. <laughs> Man, we got so many notes together. <laughs> uh. Oh, I just checked one off. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay.
0: Did you watch the He's All That trailer?
1: I did. Yeah. Isn't that, that was the a trailer? That's the kid from um. Karate Kid. Cobra Kai, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Cobra Kai. Yeah. I, um, by the way, this is a little side tangent, but I'm convinced that my nephew
1: is going to look like that when he's a teenager. Oh, well, good for him. <laughs> I know, right?
0: He's going to be a handsome fella. There I think go. it's going to be there.
1: I don't he, know. He looks like he could be in Tiger Beat Magazine. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My, my nephew, I just think he's just going to be one of those kids that's, like, real sweet. And, like, all the girls are like, oh, my gosh, he's so cute. You know, like I just I just think he's going to be that that vibe.
1: You got to teach him to be, uh, you know, um, quiet and mysterious, and then he's got it in the bag. I yeah.
0: think it looks, I think it looks better than I expected, and worse than I expected
1: <laughs> at the same time.
0: I did not know Rachel Lee Cook was going to be in it. I don't know if that was announced previously or what, but I was very surprised to see her as the mom. Huh. Um, she still feels too young for that, but I guess technically <laughs> that could be a thing.
1: I don't know. I mean, uh, that was, that was 99. So, I mean, you yeah. look at, you look well, at Freddie Prince. Freddie Prince makes- is almost at like granddad age looking. So,
0: uh, and then they had, um, what's it? Matthew, uh, Matthew Lillard or whatever, who was the guy in the original. I thought I saw him in
1: there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it looks like they're going to have some like cameos of the original people. I just think I'm like, okay, I, what's the point of doing a revenge, a gender reversed. He's all that. She's all that. When like that was already can't buy me love. (laughs) And like, it's just the same, same types of things. Yeah. And I definitely got the vibe of, like, <laughs> oh, he's the one that I have to do this makeover for? He's so terrible. It's just like the original. It's like, oh, the ugliest, weirdest person in the world. And it's, like, just a kid in a hoodie. Mm-hmm. it has got long hair.
1: Well, you know what's great what the about, these, about these tropes and about these formulas? You know, yeah. if you give them time to cool off, they become new again, you know?
0: Like, That's true, yeah, they haven't released one in a long time.
1: Like, um, D and I watched Fear Street, like that trilogy of films, uh, over the weekend. <laughs> and yeah, they were fucking tropey as hell. But what was, was great it about it, yeah, it was pretty good, you know, okay. um, but what was great about it was, was that for the time periods that they hit, they hit those tropes for those time periods almost perfectly. So, ah, nice. you know, you could see little nods to other stuff that had come before it and, the music choices were incredible, and the the stuff they licensed it, it seemed like such a waste because it would go by so fast. But yeah, oh. yeah. Oh, they good. got
0: the Netflix money. Fuck them. That's right. I, I I definitely that's been on my radar, but I just haven't uh, given it a shot. It's only what like three episodes.
1: It's three movies. I think. Oh, you'll, it's three movies. Yeah. Okay. But I think you'll dig it. I mean, it's it's
0: yeah. I think I will too.
1: Digestible enough that even if you're not like the biggest fan of it, you you haven't wasted much time.
0: I liked you know. R.L. Stein when I was a kid. Like, I, I read quite a bit of his stuff. So, yeah. I don't remember if I read Fear Street and I, I read, like, The Babysitter and some Goosebumps and stuff like that. So, I don't yeah. know. Um, <laughs> your weird Ted Dancing thing, joking here. <laughs> I don't know if I want to talk about the baby.
1: Well, that was the only reason that I put that in there because somebody said that he's acting like, um, Tracy Jordan. And so oh, put shit. that in there because that's, that's so true. A part, that's a quote from uh Thirty Rock. He you know? he
0: took his his apology back, I guess.
1: Yeah. So, event. you know, he said so. I mean,
0: look, he he said he was sorry and then he did not get anything back and he's <laughs> he's being a a tyrant toddler, you know? Like his name is The Baby. You expect it, him to be an adult about this?
1: It says so right on the package, right? Like right. it's right there. The Baby. So what do you expect? But uh, Twitter, especially Black Twitter, got some, um, some good material out of this, uh, over the past few months. You know, uh, I should say weeks rather. Um, he's a dumbass. We'll just preface it with that. Uh, I, <laughs> the apology that he put out there, not only was it one of those sorry if you were offended type deals, it also absolutely sounded nothing like he actually wrote it.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was like a publicist or something.
1: Exactly. So not only is he trashed with his public, his publicity team, and like trash what
0: trash. he said, guys, if you didn't know like the full quote, you can you can look it up. It was really bad. It was not like yeah. a questionable like oh maybe he shouldn't have gotten that much trouble for it. it was really bad, really homophobic, really fucked up. Right. So right, he deserves like a <laughs> a lot of shit for it. Honestly,
1: he, um, um he has I, a career. I don't know if
0: people but, are beyond repair. It just depends on their, if they, if they actually want to change and what you see from them. I don't think it sounds like he actually gives a shit. I think he's just trying to save face. Yeah. But, you know, it was bad.
1: Yeah. I, I think he's, um, he's still got a lot of growing up to do. Um, how old is he? I have no idea. But mentally, same? uh, he's a teenager. I mean, yes. based on the shit he's saying. I understand that hip hop has a complicated um, past and present with homophobia that we are uh, working through right now, and we see that happening. Uh, we see some progressive things happening, of course. Dude, with, um, sorry,
0: I'm not giving him any fucking credit. He's only, he's 29 years old. Oh fuck him. That's that's my age. No, that's
1: old enough to know better. I mean,
0: definitely 17 he was is like old 20- enough to know better. Wait, yes, but if look, if he was like 21, maybe we could like be like, look, he's a fucking idiot. He's still growing. His brain's not fully formed yet. Maybe if he was really like apologizing and seemed sincere about it and whatever. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like that Matt Damon story where you're like, what the fuck, dude? You should have known better. You could have left that in drafts a, a really long time ago. And also, the baby is god saying it's so stupid um he's he's so he's my age he grew up the way that i grew up that shit was not normal to say when i was growing up
1: at least he does stuff you know he's one of those guys that does stuff to get a reaction out of people uh under the guise of oh "Oh, man he's he's so real he he keeps it 100 and you know he says controversial shit but that's just who he is and stuff like that and he makes you know certain types of music videos You like it you know, oh, you hate free speech, you know that type of bullshit. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway, the the stuff that he was saying, of course, it was very anti anti gay. And yes, like I said, hip hop has a complicated
0: specifically towards gay men. That's right. as far as we will get into it.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. It doesn't deserve to be aired again. I mean, you could find it easily if you really want to see it. But
0: yeah, we're not going to say any of it.
1: It would have cost him nothing to just leave that post up there and turn off the comments, and just go about his life, and act like he grew. Right. You know? I mean, if anything, it it would have given... People
0: might have forgotten.
1: They would have forgotten. It would have given his defenders something to point at and say, look, he did apologize. Just because you don't accept it doesn't mean he didn't do it. But, oh, he took it away. (laughs) Acting like he took something of, of high value away from us. I mean, what a fucking petty thing to do. To take something like that down, you know, because people were people were joking around saying like, oh, he's going to be like Eminem and go do a, a duet with Elton John now or something. Nope. He went the other direction completely and doubled down on his hate. So fuck him.
0: And and like, wasn't that a big deal when he did that with, with Elton? Do- Look, I was very young when that happened, but I thought that maybe Eminem did actually improve after that. He
1: did he did, did and it wasn't it yeah. was a big deal that he did that because um you know it had come out that he had conversations with elton john and he respected him and, and elton really wanted to kind of educate him about certain things that he was saying in his music and how yeah. it hurt you know and it seems like it it did help him improve you know because you can say one thing about eminem's music it, it has always been about self-improvement, working through issues and that sort of thing. Yeah. Some of it was in a very violent way and he painted some incredibly vivid mental pictures. Yes. However, he has always been about, you know, even in this album titles, rehab, relapse, all that stuff, you know, been about trying to improve.
0: I think Eminem is actually a great example of whether he was cognizant of it or not of white, white male, like, entitlements and anger and, and rage, um, especially when you're not wealthy, like, you know, in a society where you should be on top. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's all legitimately not bashing Eminem for that. It's a societal thing. So I think it's interesting just looking at it through that lens
1: too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, he's a, he's a big example of, you know, that because of course he's, Probably uh, the biggest mainstream example you have of a rapper who's gone through that type of evolution, but I yeah. mean there are many others as well. You know, we talked about obviously Lil Nas X and and his his uh, his dominance in 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 rap lately has been something you know that we haven't seen before. You look at um that that guy from our Future, his name escapes me right now. Oh my God, Tyler the Creator. And how he came yes, out. Yes, he's great. You know, and he's putting yeah. out some wonderful music as well. And he's just upfront about his sexuality. I mean, which I love. Yeah, yeah. you know, rap. I is, mean, we
0: we both love that.
1: Yeah, rap is a, is a different it's a different game now. And you know, these 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 dudes with these antiquated ideas of what it's about, <laughs> they're gonna have to grow, or they're gonna see less and less people coming out to their shows. Yeah. So
0: I'm I'm with you. And, you know, the fact that this guy is 29 years old <laughs> means he's young enough to be better. You know, if this was like I mean, let's be honest here, too. It's fucked up. But if it was like a rapper that's now like pushing 60, would be like he's fucked up. But like that's the generational thing. And like at a certain point, you know, like we got to go. No. And even then it's not acceptable. It's just, you know. Right. I guess how we deal with shitty things being said, compartmentalizing it.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. I know we were going to talk about terrible people in our families, but I feel like we should give that some more time. And <laughs> we're pretty. And you, you want
0: to, you want to like, cause you were that was like a selling point last
1: week. I know. I know. So I'm going. You to,
0: wanted me to tell that specific story though.
1: All right. All right, let's do it.
0: No, no, no. I mean, do you want me to? Se- okay, I mean, I don't mind waiting on that. I just was like, it's not that long of a story. Like, it's just what I found out.
1: Okay, know? but you're right. We did promise it last week, so we should make good on that promise.
0: So. Right. I don't wanna. I don't wanna leave people hanging on yeah. that. We can talk about terrible, other terrible stories next week. That would be fine.
1: Yeah. And then um, people already know about the airline passenger tape to the seat and everything. That's, that's kind of old news at this point. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, and then that wall of weird story we can do next week. So this will be our wall of weird for the week. Okay. Um, my, I have some family members who did, this is on my father's side who did like the ancestry type of thing, mm-hmm. looking into your past. Um, um, and as you know, like, they're going through records. They're going through, like, I mean, birth certificates. Uh, if you served in the military, there's notes of that. Um, I saw, you know, one, my my grandfather um, on my mother's side, for example, like, I went, and you can do, you know, most of this is public record. You can find it yourself. But if you pay for a site like Ancestry, they're, they're pulling the files for you. They're doing that work for you. Um, so. Uh, I found like my grandfather on my mother's side. Like I, on, on my own, I found like his military service records and and some of those things that were public and you know just freely available on the internet. It's also weird. You can look up graves for anyone. Wow. Um, you can literally see unless there's there's not updated pictures, but usually there is like your tombstones and stuff like that. It's just out there. Mm. So if you, you know, if you're really doing the work and you, and you can't find a name of someone or something like that, or you want to know, like you want this record says, <clears throat> um, this is the birth date of your great grandfather who served in World War II or whatever. Um, you can find like his headstone and verify that, okay, this is him. Like the birthdays match and everything like that. The day he died matches and like anyway. So. You can, you can like kind of cross over, find records, everything like that. Well, most people don't have time to do that stuff. So one of our family members signed up for Ancestry. When he signed up for Ancestry, they, you know, they were just like finding out certain things of how long we've been here and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And found out that my, my grandmother, so this would be my great, great grandfather, I believe the great-grandfather of my grandmother. <laughs> um, so, like, you know, very far back, she never knew him. I, uh, like, you know, I obviously would have never known him. Like, it was just... He got into some sort of altercation oh. with his neighbor. And, like, that's, like, you know people get in fights with their neighbors over weird little petty shit. That's a thing that's always happened. Mm-hmm. But like, I guess it kept getting worse. Like these altercations kept getting worse. And finally, one day, my great, great, great grandfather just fucking shoots the guy. Like he God, shot and killed his neighbor. Uh Went to jail for it. Like he, you know, he didn't run or anything like that. He went to jail for murder, for murdering his neighbor. And they'd let his ass out every weekend.
1: Every weekend.
0: Every weekend. Holy visit with shit. the family and go to church. Go right back on Monday. That's wild. For I, murder. For, for murder. Murder. He murdered his neighbor over some random shit. And then what happened? So that was in Kentucky. Fucking surprise. That happened in Kentucky. And then once he served his sentence, once again I say he murdered a person. Huh. He murdered a fucking person wow. once he served his sentence and after he got out on the weekend and everything like that, turned his life around, pack up the family, move up to Indiana, left left Kentucky behind, moved to Indiana. Now, now Indiana is where my family is. Yeah, so I have a murderer in my family
1: way back. I can't top that.
0: yeah just shot it shot his neighbor my favorite part of that story is that they're like yeah he just like they'd let him out on the weekends he was he was free to go on the weekends like he went to church he took spent time with his family then he just crawled his ass back to jail
1: that's wild man that is just Uh, incredible um so i've got an uncle Who Uh used to intentionally get himself arrested so he'd have somewhere to stay, uh, because he was (gasps) no longer welcome, uh. Oh shit. (laughs) Yeah. At, at certain family members homes. So that's one thing, but I, I guess one of the most wild, uh, stories I've heard about somebody's ancestor, um, uh, my, a coworker of mine, um, he looked up his father. And found out, cause I guess they weren't necessarily close, uh, mm-hmm. you know, his entire life. But he looked up some, some information about his dad through one of those websites, uh, the ancestry, ancestry.com. Found out that he used to rob trains. Like, as a, what? Yeah, like, holy shit. His father? Yeah. Like, it's full on <gasps> just train robbery. Holy shit. And when shit. I say train robbery, I don't mean, you know, jumping onto a train and like sticking people up. I mean, he would steal whole trains. Holy shit.
0: Wait. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, I was thinking of like, yeah, stick up. Like, give me the money on the train.
1: Yeah, on horseback right up next to it. So he stole
0: the train and the contents of the, take it, take the contents of the train to a place and and then I guess abandon the train?
1: Yeah. Like, I didn't know that was like a thing. (laughs) Like it's, you know, because you see it in movies and stuff, of people just jumping off, stick them up everybody under your pockets. Yeah, you never think someone's going to take the whole fucking train.
0: I mean, I would have thought it was a thing like definitely like a hundred plus years ago <laughs> when that was the most popular form of transportation over a yeah. hundred years ago. Like, I mean, that's
1: that's wild. And that is wild. So yeah. Yeah, not my story, but one that like just blew my mind cuz I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm talking trying. like, "Okay, that's, you know, uh, you know, people've got criminals in their in their past and you know, your dad was around during old-timey days." Sure, that's fine, whatever. They're like, no, "No, no, 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 no. You don't understand. He stole the entire train." Like, "Oh, that's different." <laughs> that's unique. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. I'm trying to think if I know of any others, now that you've mentioned, like, friends' stories or anything like that, that were interesting. There's just a lot of weird shit. There's a lot of weird shit in my family, too, that, like, there's even more stuff. And then you kind of go, like, what's well, true, what's not? But that story, like, that I mentioned, apparently, like, there's records of it. That's how we found out everything. Yeah. <laughs> like, so it's definitely true.
1: Man, oh, man. Yeah. So, Yeah. That's that's a lot. Uh, yeah, don't, so don't forget. There you folks, go, guys.
0: Thanks for tuning in again. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> you got that story.
1: <laughs> yep. So mission accomplished. Don't forget. um, If you've got anybody for our "Won't Dolly Do It" segment, let us know. Yes. Let us know about some great things that some great people are doing in your life and for their community that sort of thing whether it be about you know someone just local or somebody on a on a national level that you really admire you want to write a little something about let us know because we want some good news we want to hear about who yeah. inspires you to be a better person so let us Also
0: know. we are taking submissions for Wall of Weird also that Wall of Weird stories, especially for TikTok content and stuff like that.
1: That's right. Follow us on TikTok. We got a a fancy new Wall of Weird logo for TikTok use only, and we want to show it off. So give us a reason to.
0: I'm working on it. I'm working on it. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to use this week's story, but (laughs) I don't think I can. (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't think that would be a good idea.
1: Yeah, it's but, weird. Yeah. It's not like fun weird. It's just weird.
0: No, no, it's 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 fucked up weird. You know, you got If you can find fun weird stories or in between
1: weird stories, you know, you yeah. guys know our vibe. You know the sweet spot. <laughs>
0: yeah, but we are at Lex and Matt across the board on all social medias, except for TikTok, where we are Lex and Matt Pod. I sorry, I hate it too.
1: Yep. It's annoying. Yep. I tried to message Talkers. the guy. He's never on there. so.
0: I think someone took my Lexalint name, too, on TikTok oh, as that's, well. Oh,
1: that's bullshit. No. Yeah,
0: I think I was trying to find it, and I think someone took it. And I was really pissed about that. I really want it. It's going to go off when I click. But anyway, um, <laughs> I was getting ready to click on it to see if I could check. But like then I was like, oh, I was just going to immediately start up because that's what TikTok does. Um, but yeah, I, I think someone took that. I, I need to check again because I really would like it to be that instead.
1: But, yeah. yeah. Patreon.com slash Lex and Matt. Got a lot of great stuff there for you. If you haven't caught up, you should. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We got some special episodes. We got some merch, all kinds of stuff. That's mm-hmm. a great way to support the show.
1: Yeah. 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 And that's it, folks. So hopefully wherever you are, you're staying dry slash cool. And, uh, yeah, hope you're doing well. As always, I'm Matt Peters. And I'm Lex Luce. Be excellent to each other.